Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the best of two pros in a cup of Joe with LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, and Jonas Knox on Fox Sports Radio. Good morning, Jeff. How are you doing, sir? I am doing fantastic. I know we talked earlier in the week about sleep, right? Yes. Like you're more of a napper. And I, dude, I went to bed so early last night. Oh, I am refreshed. I got a full... Eight and a half hours last you night. You sound refreshed, man. Yeah, dude. I got like I went to bed like <laughs> like eight forty five nine. I was like, I'm going to bed. Uh, I was like, I put the, I put my daughter to bed. I'm like, good night, honey. I'm mommy, and daddy. We are going. We're out. We're out cold. Out and uh, I slept a lot. I'm like pumped. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. Like lightweight hibernation, huh? Dude, I can sleep, man. Like my son can sleep. Like that. We can. We're a sleeping family. We can. Are we can, you a snorer? Yeah, I mean, I'm big and fat. Like I'm, See, yeah, yeah. Huh. yeah. you want to take a sniff before you answer well, that one, huh? Only, yeah. only on my when I snore on my back, but I have that CPAP, so you know, it helps okay. a little bit. I, okay. I barely qualify for the CPAP. Like I was like one point enough to qualify, so it's not my, oh. my sleep apnea is not terrible. But okay, um, you know, for the for the marriage, it's best that I wear my mask at night. You know. Good for you. Yeah. Good, good for you being considerate of her versus you just being safety, you know, safe well, for yourself. Well, she's just like, you know? I mean, but also, too, like, a little, a little selfish. Like, I don't want to be, like, punched every night or kicked to stop snoring either. So, like, I'd rather right. just sleep the night without having my spouse push me in the back every time I snore. Have you ever woke up with your head sore? <laughs> From getting hit by every once in a while, I, well, I don't know, but every once in a while, I'll wake up with my head sore, and I'll be like, "Why do I have a pain on my head like that? Like, man, it feels kind of weird." Then I kind of start <laughs> thinking about, like, man, I, did, did she like pop me upside the head to like stop me from like snoring? But I always felt like when I when I get into like snore mode, I wake myself up. Like well, the, that's the problem moment, with the apnea. That's why it's why it's bad for you. The moment, the moment I, I like get a like a really hard snore, like I can hear it in my sleep, and it wakes me up. Like, oh no, 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 I ain't with that. I'm not with that whole crazy snoring type deal. Like the noise of it, and every once in a while, like I will snore. I'm not a snorer. I'm not a big snorer, but when I do, um, you know, it happens. Like I wake myself up. But speaking of not snoring or 
snoring. I don't know if this is a snoozer or if this is a, a winner of a, a discussion, but the Jets have been selected for HPO's hard knocks. I, I find them to be the most interesting team to be selected to do the show this year. Um, it's interesting. In in June, I want to say early or late June. I'm not sure. Lee, was it early or late June Robert Salah had something to say? This was early June, first week of June, June 9th. Okay, there you go. Here's what Robert Salah had to say about being on Hard Knocks. I haven't gotten word or anything like that. I, I know for I know there's several teams that would uh, love for hard, hard Knocks to be in their building, but we're just not one of them. So. <laughs> Very dry humor, very dry humor indeed, but nonetheless got his point across that he did not want any parts of being on hard knocks. Now, my first inclination connected to why he wouldn't want to be on hard knocks is everyone is placing a bullseye on the New York Jets for the simple fact that they have Aaron Rodgers. They have Aaron Rodgers. And this is a team, personnel-wise, that is a good-looking team. It's a vulnerable division. And a lot of people are basically saying that the New York Jets should be a team that's in the running. I would assume for a coach, you might want to pull your hair out if you had some, if you were Robert Sala, if you had to expose any aspects of, of what it is that you guys have going on in that building. Because, quite frankly, while we know that this is a a team that personnel-wise has upgraded and is better, I don't know that I would want people to see the inner workings of what we're doing because we haven't become a winner yet. And that could be concerning. That could be distracting, having those cameras around. It could be a tad bit intrusive. Uh, there's just a lot of, of emotions as a coach, I'm sure, that that Robert Salah is feeling about doing hard knocks this year, Jeff. So I love so much that they hated this before it even happened. Like, it's just excellent. It's just, it's great for the base of the show to be the team that we're doing hates the word in the building, okay? Because um, the show can kind of go many different ways. It's got... I, I, like, I like watching all this content, man. I don't know why, maybe because I, I'm not in the locker room anymore. I'm not playing anymore. But I just love any of these shows, right? And at some point today, I hope we get to the quarterback show on Netflix. It's fantastic. Yes, we will. We'll touch I watched. I watch the Hard Knocks. I watch all of it, okay? Now, Hard Knocks obviously was far better when they kind of gave us more access to, to players being released, which is the hardest part of the show, but at least we got to see some of that, right? And some of the some of the, the meetings the coaches had and scouts had. So they've cut back on that. Um, and so there's been – to me, it's, it's missing some sort of drama each year, right? Now, the, the lines were good last year because Dan Campbell, he's just a personality, right? They wanted, they wanted it there. The Jets don't want this there. So it's going to go one of two ways. It's either going to be a terrible show because they're just going to avoid everything and edit everything out, or what I think it's going to be is fantastic because of Aaron Rodgers and because of everything they're trying to build there with the team, with the cameras there, and the pressure of year one. But here's the deal, man. Y'all signed a quarterback who likes to make news, right? Who likes to be opinionated. Those are things are totally fine. I have no problem with Aaron Rodgers saying whatever he wants to say. But that captures the attention of TV executives deciding whether or not 
they're going to put a team on hard knocks. Oh, guess what? We have a team with Aaron Rodgers who a new we, team we, we, who we might get like one quota episode talking about something that people think he's crazy about. Great, sign him up. We can talk about ayahuasca and mushrooms in, in an episode. Awesome. Talk about this and that. Awesome. Like you know what I mean? Like Levar, like they, they, they didn't do it to themselves because they wanted Aaron Rodgers, but you. Of course they were going to choose you guys because of, of Aaron Rodgers. I mean, you had the Washington Commanders, which we'll talk about them as well at some point. Uh, there, I mean, that might have been the only other interesting team that was on the list was you, was you, Washington. I, I just we'll talk about there's other Washington stories now, but just for the team itself, they're not. If your quarterback is not somewhat interesting, it's not that. It's not interesting. Really tough. Okay. Okay. And and Washington's quarterback situation, unless unless it's it's more of a focus on um, on Eric Bieniemy, which I think would be great to highlight, yeah, right? Sure. Or you know, Ron Rivera. We know who Ron Rivera is, and you can you can frame this season if Hard Knocks is doing it that way as like you know this is a make or break for Ron Rivera, which I think it totally is a make or break for him. I agree. Um, yeah, those are great. But I don't know. Washington to me didn't feel like the best option. The Jets were the only option. I think the I mean, Jets HBO were saw the that only option. I mean, let's saw, be clear. Sure. It's all Jets. Jets. Yep. Like absolutely, you're in the New York market. You didn't. You didn't want this. And again, the teams have say on what gets aired and what doesn't get aired. So you know, we're not going to maybe get as much as we can. But again, they're going to have Aaron Rodgers saying something nutso every episode. <laughs> right. It's, it's all that matters. I mean, Aaron Rodgers goes viral when he was doing. I don't know if he still does McAfee. Um, you know, he would say one thing a week during the season, and you'd be like, "What is this guy talking about?" Um, or you'd be like, "Yeah, heck yeah, Aaron, you you said the thing that no one else can say." Like you know, there was always something viral. Um, you know, for for him to to put out there, and HBO's hoping that's what happens with Hard Knocks. I just wonder if I'm Robert Salah. Like, I've never done Hard Knocks, but. Would you would you think that the biggest trepidation for a coach is a, a player paints themselves in the the wrong light or what? I mean, what? Why such a hard line stance against doing a show that the NFL requires a team to do during the course of of the year? What I mean, why does a coach take this type of stance? Why not just go with it? Well, a couple things. Um, one is, you know, we talk about this word distraction, right? A distraction in the locker room. Yep. And th- th- that's code for basically anything out of the ordinary. <laughs> it doesn't matter what it is, right? Because y- you're, y- you know, there's a routine in a locker room, in a building. There's a schedule. There's a rhythm and flow. Anything outside of of the players and coaches focusing on that schedule, on that rhythm and flow, is considered a distraction, right? Mm. And with cameras now in the locker room, with cameras in the meeting room, with having to do you know those 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 uh, sit downs, right? With with HBO, um, you know, having to discuss life, having to film outside the facility, like all those things to, to coaches, especially younger head coaches are distractions, right? For most. Now, obviously, Dan Campbell didn't care last year. But I think for, for Robert Sala, who's fighting for a playoff berth this year, because if they don't have one, he's not going to be a coach next season. He's fighting for his job this year, right? Yep. And I think he views anything outside of helping his team 
get to that spot is a distraction, something that they do not want. I don't think it's going to be about you know a player paints on the bad light unless it's Rogers again. Because here's what happens, Lavar. You know this. I'm not telling you anything you don't know. But you know, Aaron Rodgers says something. You know, HBO comes out on Tuesdays or Wednesdays. They they get a clip of Aaron Rodgers saying something ridiculous, and then get, gets asked about that on Wednesday. Yep. Robert Sala does. Yep. Aaron Rodgers does. The, the the next seventeen players who go to the podium after practice, that's what that's what coaches don't want. That that's a distraction to them. Might not be to me and you and anyone listening. And maybe some players in the building don't even care, but that's what coaches want to avoid: the distraction of you know of you know the 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 cameras being around, thinking having players having to think about the cameras being around, and then obviously players some you know saying something that gets caught on a hot, on a hot mic, gets caught doing this and that, and they have to extend explain themselves going forward um and so coaches don't want they want to avoid all of that as much as possible well i'll tell you what that's the one team that i said to myself i'm going to watch hard knocks if if they're on so they won because i think that that's one of those those teams with with a player uh polarizing players such as aaron Rodgers. um you got a growing you got a growing star studded group on that team as well. I mean, I think Sauce Gardner will most likely be entertaining as well. There'll be some entertaining characters that develop Absolutely. on this show. So I'm pretty excited to actually watch Hard Knocks. I wasn't gonna watch it and I haven't watched Hard Knocks, but I will give it a chance just because they chose the team to me that seems to be most interesting. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, O-O-O-O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. We got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when 
when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddy makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Jeff, the value of the running back position has been a large conversation, a point of debate this offseason with several big-name running backs with, well, kind of an in-limbo type of of scenario that's at play for them right now. And one of those, those running backs being Saquon Barkley. The, the the time is running out for the franchise tag to be signed. It looks as though he's taking a hard-line stance on wanting a long-term contract. That is fair and, and I guess, uh, the proper compensation that he's deserving of. And it doesn't look as though New York agrees with what he's, he's requesting. How do you see this ending – is this a is this a holdout scenario and and I mean if this is a holdout for for Saquon what is this what does this mean for him what does this mean for the running back's position so i like every former player roots for you know, each of us to get the most money we could ever make in a career, right? That's what we all root for. Um, it's you know, it's a short career, and you hope that everyone makes as much money as they can, right? Um, and the Giants offered Saquon sixteen million a year, which I think is, is too much, anyways. And he turned that down, and because uh, excuse me, Barkley wanted sixteen million a year. Um, the Giants offered thirteen, and that's where we're at the stalemate right now. So they put the franchise tag on him, and they pulled the offer that they had, which they told him they would do if he didn't accept, and they franchise tagged him. The unfortunate part about the running back position is their individual value is not as high as other positions. The running game is still important, but you can have success without paying that running back all that money, right? For example, a couple examples, right? Last year, when Christian McCaffrey left the Carolina Panthers, what happened to the run game? Do you remember? No, I I don't. It got better. It got better. They were better as a team running the football when Christian McCaffrey was gone. They rushed for 250 yards in week 16. 
They rushed for, uh, excuse me, sorry, I take that back. They rushed for 320 yards in week 16. Oh, wow. 223 yards in week 14. 232 yards in week 10. 173 and 169. Like, they rushed for a lot of yards in a game. Last game of the season, 171, without Christian McCaffrey in the lineup. Um, we have seen the Chiefs, who had a first, you know, they had a first round running back who got hurt, really hadn't contributed as much as he as everyone thought he would do anyways. They rolled a seventh round running back. The offense is just fine. There's so many examples of offenses being just as good or better without that first round running back or the running back you're paying a lot of money to. I would argue that right now only one running back in the NFL who's paid on that second contract has really been worth the money to help their team win. Maybe let's go one and a half. You know, Derrick Henry's been, yeah. been excellent. But, but you know, the, the Devin, Tennessee's gone backwards, right? And is that his fault? I don't know. But, you know, since they signed him and, and Ryan Tannehill, they had one good year, and they've slid sort of backwards ever since then. So was it worth paying Henry all that money? I, sure, maybe. Um, but you know, they didn't win like, like they thought they now. would. The way, um, you're, the way they're looking, it doesn't correct. seem like it would have been worth it to pay anyone. And the other one is Christian Slow McCaffrey, who's doing good things in San Francisco, sure. right? But, again, does he make that offense any better, or is that quarterback situation make the offense much better. Like if, if you take McCaffrey out, put in anyone else, is the offense sort of the same? I would agree, yes. If, if you put, obviously, a quarterback in there, then that unlocks everyone else being better, right? Um, so the value's not... So I get teams saying, look, man, we they, they love Saquon Barkley as a person. He's a great guy. But look, we're just not going to pay you as much money. If you're Barkley now... You can threaten to sit out. I mean, you know, the the leverage in a lot of situations is on the is is on the football team if you do sit out, right? Like it's they have the leverage because if you don't if you don't play, you you, you don't get paid, right? That's the hard part about sitting out. Mm-hmm. And um, is he going to do it all season? I mean, the Giants don't care. Oh, you missed two weeks of training camp, whatever. And now Lavar too. Remember, when, when guys used to miss training camp for holdouts, NFL teams would often. Re- rescind the fine when they showed back up. Yes, they did. You can't do that anymore. The CBA, the new CBA, you, if you get fined, you get fined. So now you're now you're going to get fined millions of dollars for missing training camp on top of not possibly making money during the season if, if you sit out. I mean, Le'Veon Bell never recovered. He never made that $14 million back. That's true. So if I was Saquon, I, 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 I love the hardline stance, right? I mean, all great things right now. But to me, you got to come up and you got to play, right? Like you, you, you can't forego a season of, of thirteen. What's the franchise tag at for for running backs? You you, you can't forego, um, you know the the it's uh, it's ten point ten point one million. You can't forego that money this season. I do think he shows up eventually because I think he's smarter um, than, than maybe we, we you know his stance right now. But I, I get his anger. I mean, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, the, you should get paid more. Your, your position should be more valued. But the Giants this year, Lavar, are will, will be make or break on Daniel Jones' improvement. Absolutely, that's it. Not not on whether Saquon's there or not. Unfortunately, sorry, Saquon. It's going to be on whether Daniel Jones is better. Not better hand the ball off to you. Not better throwing screen passes to you. Better off as an overall quarterback in the National Football League. Because right now, you your division, and Daniel Jones, at best, is third best quarterback in your division. 
which is not good. Not a good place to be in, right? The third-best quarterback doesn't win the division often. So he can play over his skis, improves. He threw for only 15 touchdowns last season. Like, I know he threw. I know he ran for. I, I get the number right here. He ran. He ran for some as well. He ran for uh, for seven. Mm-hmm. That's twenty two touchdowns at your quarterback position. That's not getting it done, right? Like you need more from. You need more production from Jones. They improve the wide receiving group. They improve the offensive line. We should. We should see better. But the Giants are going to win or lose based off of Jones' improvement, not whether Barkley's in the building or not. See, I, I'm I'm on the I'm on the fence about it a little bit i actually think the running back for quarterbacks like daniel jones are imperative to their their success i think we're going to find a lot about a lot we're going to find out a lot about kirk cousins this season without having dalvin cook i I, i'm not certain why the why the the position has been devalued so much but I will say when I think about what football has always represented, football has always represented establishing yourselves up front, which it's still that still exists, establishing the front, whether the offensive front can can yeah. impose their will upon the defensive front or vice versa. That has always been if anyone wants to understand where football is won and lost, it's in the trenches. And a part of that conversation is while you're establishing that you're softening the belly by running the ball. Yes. It's always been a necessary evil to what football represents. And at one point in time, that's really all there really was, was run the ball, you know. And that mentality, that philosophy has has slowly – I don't want to say deteriorated, but it is eroded. It, it, it this is a pass first league. You would have people would have gotten physically ill, possibly even vomited, if you said in connection in relation to football that it's a pass first game, it's a pass first sport. But it is now. It is, and that's not that's. It doesn't seem yeah. like it's a trend that's going to change and go back, Jeff. It, but it's interesting because it is a pass first sport. However, the two best offensive lines played the Super Bowl last year, right? Like you, you, you have to pass, but then when you come to the postseason, it's like, well, we kind of want to run the ball a little bit, <laughs> like because here's the thing, guys. I'm a big believer in, in analytics in football. Uh, not everything. I think some of it's a little a little too over overdone for the average fan. But I, I get the point of it, and I use it in my work. Um, but you cannot you cannot value. There's no value to put on, as you mentioned it, the physical part of the game that comes from beating someone up in the trenches. There's no value put to that. You you were on the opposite side of me, right? You played linebacker. I played offensive line. There's nothing you can you can't put a number on in the fourth quarter. I as an offensive lineman have beat on you all game, and now it's time to win the game, and I get to do it again and again and again. And that feeling that the defender has of helplessness, we've all seen it. It goes the other way around too, right? When a defensive I lineman, say, I ain't never is, felt helpless. <laughs> when a, when a defensive lineman is is the other way, right? When they're beating us up, right? But there's a physical part to that to that game where you can't measure that. 
and it has to start in the offensive defensive line. And um, that that is, in essence, what wins in the postseason, right? Is being able to establish that toughness. Look at the Eagles last year, right? The best offensive line in football. No, no mistake, they're in the Super Bowl. Chiefs offensive line, one of the best in football. In, in, in the postseason, played, played incredibly well. And they were there's, using three running backs. There's no surprise that the, these physical teams are in the postseason. So, um, you know, I, I I think that's still a big part of the game, being able to, to push people around, even though the running back itself, that position might not be as valued. There is a value in being a physical, physical team in the trenches. If the value is at $10 million for the franchise tag, and the offer was for thirteen million, and he wanted sixteen million. I mean, does that sixteen million qualify as being a fair ask, like in your assessment and your assumption, or you you feel as though I, th- I think I did hear you say that 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 was too much? What qualifies if it's too much or if it's the right ask? Um, I'm going to pull up the running back contracts right now. Um, but I think that I think that the Giants are like, yeah, we're just not paying you like as a top as a top guy. Uh, Christian McCaffrey makes sixteen million dollars a year, so he's the highest in the NFL. So that's what that's where that came yeah. from. So Saquon Barkley wants to be paid like Christian McCaffrey. Derrick Henry's at twelve. Nick Chubb's at twelve. Uh, Joe Mixon is at twelve. So like, I think the Giants are like, yeah, we'll, we'll pay you slightly more than those guys, you know? Right, um, but we're not going to go up to going, where, where yeah. McCaffrey is. Yeah. So okay. that's where that number came from. Okay. Um, so that's where I think the Giants and, and, and Saquon are at odds, right? I mean, of course, your, your agent's going to – and I, look, I have no problem with Saquon's stance. I think this is what acceptable stance, right? I want to be the highest-paid player in the NFL. The thing about it, too, is that he has been – he was healthy his first year. He was not healthy the next two years, and now he was healthy again last year. I think there's maybe concern at that position. About health as well. That's a those guys get beat up at running back, man. Y'all, y'all they have put a, a short shelf life. Y'all, y'all hit up. There are times when I was playing Lavar where I'd be blocking and I would hear the running back get hit, and I think to myself like that guy's dead. <laughs> like he well, I've thought that at times too. <laughs> like I like he got hit so hard. There's no way that he's getting up, and. Um, that it's it's a it's a position where you just take a, a physical pounding by the opposition and there's a, a shelf life with with backs that I think teams are afraid of and if you pay the quarterback oh, excuse me pay the running back all that money there's a concern that he can't stay healthy and now we're we're out of money um you know, you look at the top of this list. For the most part, these quarter, these guys have stayed healthy. We know Derek Henry's had some issues, but Alvin Kamara, um, you know, might be suspended for for part of the season. So, you know, he, the, I don't think that's an issue for the Saints as far as salary. They won't pay him during that time. But um, you know, making sure these guys are, are are ready to go. Here's also an issue with 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 paying these guys. You ready? So McCaffrey was a new addition, obviously, to the Niners this year. They won what one playoff game? Excuse me, two playoff games, right? Uh, Alvin Kamara, no. Play- Playoff games. Derrick Henry, no playoffs last year. Nick Chubb, no playoffs last year. Joe Mixon, Bengals, correct. Playoffs. Aaron Jones, 
Zero playoff wins. Tony Pollard, right? Did the Cowboys win a playoff game last year? No. Last year. Josh Jacobs, no. Saquon Barkley, yes, they won a playoff game. James Conner is like next up here. No. Um, Miles Sanders, yes, with the the Eagles. Part of of their success. Austin Eckler, no playoff game. No playoff win last year. David Montgomery, no playoffs last year. See what I'm getting at? Like, it's, it's, it's a, again, dude, I block for Jamal Charles. Adrian Peterson, who would be in the Hall of Fame. Jamal Charles, I think, if play would have played three or four more years, would have been in the Hall of Fame. Yep. Um, Jonathan Stewart and D'Angelo Williams. Incredible running backs. Mm-hmm. Guys that led the league in rushing, almost had the rushing record. Like, great guys. I They've made my career. But sitting in this chair now, it's like, yeah, I, I get why teams are like, yeah, we're just not giving you that money. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the position has continued to evolve. It... it Sixteen million to to match McCaffrey does seem a little bit uh, ambitious. Um, I hope he doesn't hold out, Jeff. I, I hope that he doesn't sit out because he's gone through so much to be able to get back to having that that amazing season that he had. I will say, I do not think that Daniel Jones is able to have a. A a successful year if he doesn't have that production that came from Saquon Barkley's legs. If I'm if I'm a betting man and I'm gambling on myself and I'm saying Daniel Jones, the correlation of success has come directly through my production. The the New York Giants, I'm I'm saying to myself, the New York Giants know this. And I'm hoping that they come back with a number. Maybe it's not 16 million. Nobody's going to get to Deshaun Jackson or Deshaun Watson's contract as a quarterback. I mean, not anytime soon, I would think, no matter how good you are. So if I can get somewhere near that as a quarterback, if I'm thinking as a running back in this moment, if I can get somewhere near where McCaffrey is and like you said above the other guys like Henry and and those other guys then then I should look at that as that's a win and and hopefully they you know I know they rescinded the the offer but maybe they put the offer back on the table you know maybe they put the offer back on the table and they put a couple more incentives or a couple more dollars in there where you can make him feel like he got a win and and ultimately the franchise has got to win because I just think it throws off the equilibrium of this team if if they don't have this you know if they don't have Saquon on the on the roster I would that's, agree. That, to me, I, I, I just think look, it's imperative you, to have him. You could never have enough good players on the roster, right? So, if he's not there, like, do I think the run game is going to be terribly affected overall in, in the season if he's not there the whole year? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe it is. I mean, but again, Saquon is an incredible talent, and you could never have enough incredible talented players on your football team. You, yeah. you just can't. So, they would miss him. Would it change their success of the season, like wins and losses wise? I don't know. Probably not, but just because I think that they're so relate, they're so reliant on Daniel Jones being being the guy. Um, you know, that I don't think it matters terribly much. But you can never have enough good players on your team. Yeah. Well, we're going to find out. I mean, if if he's there, we won't find out. But if he isn't there, we certainly will find out if Daniel Jones and company can carry the load. 
Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, it's Ben, host of the Fifth Hour with Ben Maller. It would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is the Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of the Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to the Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. 
Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, without further ado, let's bring in senior NFL reporter, lead content strategist, lead content strategist, lead content strategist at the MMQB, Albert Breer. How you feeling, my guy? Good morning to you. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I appreciate that introduction, LeVar. Did you like that? Can you tell me yeah. what the the lead content strategist means? What what do you do in that, that position, Al? I, I, I guess I kind of come up with ideas. Okay. okay. That's the, that's, that's the short of it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Wonderful. I love that. You know, I'm available if you need me. By the way, you know. Well, if you want to do a couple stuff. brainstorming sessions or whatever, maybe we can work something out there. Any any time you like to to hear my my thoughts on on content strategies, you know, I would love to put that in front of you, AB. We'll, we'll get we'll get that on the calendar, LeVar, no doubt. Yeah, I did that on national radio, people. Hey, so, right. thinking about content and strategy, it seems as though there's a possibility that Dan Snyder is doing content and strategy to maybe, I don't know, sabotage this 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 sale of the team i mean is it more about getting out of the way of all of the legal issues that he may be facing um and and leveraging the sale of the team like basically i'm not in this situation without that so is that is that what's going on or is this he doesn't want to sell the team yeah, I mean, I, I don't think this isn't like I don't think this is just like he doesn't want to sell the team. I, I think it's that he wants a clean break, oh. um, and I think he knows, you know, um, what he's going to open himself up to the minute he walks away, and what else might come out the minute he walks away, and what might be in that report that um, the commissioner's been promising us forever, and what it might mean for his future, you know, in business and. Um, you know, I, I I can tell you that I, like no one should be shocked, and I don't think anybody inside the league office or you know with any of the teams is surprised that there would be a bomb that would drop, um, and that this wouldn't happen in a clean way at the very end. And remember, we're one week away from that special league meeting in, in Minneapolis, where all the owners are going to approve the sale of the team to Josh Harris. So um, I don't know, Lavar. It just feels to me like the timing of this. Um, is designed to force the NFL's hand, you know, when they're right at the wire. And, um, you know, everybody in Washington's waiting for this to be done and just wants it to be done. And, you know, the everybody in the organization wants to move on. Um, you know, like this is a way of, of, uh, of Dan Snyder leveraging a few last things that he wants um, with the threat that, you know, he could blow up the timeline of all of this. So when the NBA wanted um, wanted Donald Sterling out as Clippers owner, it happened immediately, right? He was gone. That was the end of it. Why can't the NFL do the same with Daniel Snyder, buddy? You're out of here. There's no terms. You're you're just gone. Like you're you're. I don't want to hear it anymore. Be gone. I mean, he's already you know supposedly leaked out a bunch of stories that it didn't matter in the end. Like why can't they just tell him like to be gone? Thank you for your your service for 20 years. Talk to you later. Because um, I would say the easiest way to answer that question is, Jeff, because 
Um, they all have dirt under their fingernails, and they don't want to set the precedent of voting each other out. And in these sorts of situations, they would rather not have that lever ever be pulled. Because once that lever gets pulled, and once the public outcry to get somebody out pushes somebody out, then those guys lose some level of control, right? And I'm not saying like, that every other owner has done stuff as bad as Daniel Snyder, you know, has done the egregious things that Daniel Snyder's done. But there are a lot of them that have, I mean, some sketchy stuff in their past and some stuff that if it came to light probably wouldn't look real good. And, you know, I, I think the, the feeling is that once you vote one guy out, well, the next time any owner does anything wrong, there's going to be a public outcry to pull the Snyder lever. So, you know, if they can push Jerry Richardson out, they can push Dan Snyder out and make them leave on their own, well, then, you know, they can kind of keep that record of never having voted anybody out. And then anytime somebody calls for them to pull that lever on someone else, they can say, well, that's just not something we do. You know, what's interesting is (laughs) what's good for the goose is good for the gander. You have Saquon Barkley holding out. Hasn't yep. hasn't signed his his uh his his uh, franchise tag. Dan Snyder's holding out and he's waiting for <laughs> the contract that he wants. Is, is he, he he's kind of in the same exact situation as Saquon Barkley as as <laughs> a soon to be former owner. What I, I asked this question and and listen, I'll I'll ask this about Saquon as well. But I'm curious to know what your thoughts are on Dan. What happens if Dan Snyder doesn't get the deal that he wants? Because they may very well not. I don't know that they can give him what it is that he's looking for with this clean break. What happens if, if he doesn't get this done, if he doesn't get the contract he wants from the NFL? If he doesn't get the... If he doesn't get what he wants from the NFL, he could go kicking and screaming, you know, and he could. Now, I I think we all think that, like, this thing will get worked out over time. They're just too far down the line for it not to happen. But, you know, could he screw up, um, you know, the plan to, to vote him through on July 20th? Yeah. I mean, there's a reason why LeVar, when they first went to the owners and said, like, all right, we're at the goal line now. They gave the owners two dates. And this is the first of those dates. So it was July 20th and August 6th. Put those two dates aside. Um, those are the dates that we're going to set aside for a special league meeting to, to vote the new owner of the commanders, Josh Harris, through. Um, so, you know, I, I think what he could do is he could complicate this um, and he could delay the sale. Um, and, I mean, ultimately, I guess – if he really wanted to push it, he could force them to force him out. Um, I, I don't think it's going to come to that. You know, with the amount of money on the line and, and, and everything else that everybody's gone through and all the hoops that everybody's jumped through to get to this point, I don't think we're going to see a scenario now where they got to vote him out. But, like, he could certainly make this a whole lot more difficult on, on, on them um, here over the next few weeks. And, you know, I, I think the first step would be you know, putting them in a position where they've got to delay that vote, which, again, is set for one week from the day in Minneapolis. Who's more likely to get their contract, Saquon Barkley or Dan Snyder? 
I would say Saquon is. Um, okay. Nice. I, you, you know what? You know, what, like that guy. I always. I mean, I. You know, this is my nineteenth year covering the league, and so I've. You know, I've covered dozens of these franchise tag situations, and I. You know, I, I think more often than not. They get ugly in the days leading up to the deadline because what happens is a guy gets tagged in March. He's not happy about it. Then there's some negotiations. In a lot of cases, those negotiations go nowhere. And then, you know, the team goes about its business, free agency, the draft, and, you know, then they go into the spring and there's no urgency to get anything done because budgets and the cap is set for the year. And so, you know, everybody's sort of relying on this deadline in the middle of July to get the last pieces of a contract done. And, um, you know, I, I think that that's, you know, a lot of times when they come back to the table, it's like, well, we're not any further than we were in March, and people are upset about that. Well, that's because everybody was sitting on their hands for four months, you know, mm-hmm. and waiting for the deadline to come. And so, you know, in a lot of cases, these things do get done at the wire, and I do think there's a deal to be done there. And, I mean, if what Mike Florio reported yesterday is correct, and, you know, I, I've heard similar things um, where, you know, they offered him $13 million a year. He wants $16 million a year. I do think there's, you know, I don't think either of those positions are ridiculous, nor are they that far apart. And, you know, ultimately, you know, I think the Giants do genuinely want a reward one of their best players and one of the guys that was most instrumental to them turning things around last year on the flip side, if you're Saquon Barkley and you've been through the injuries that you've been through the last few years and you're a running back and you see what running backs got on the market last year um, or earlier in the year, you know, where the the top guy in the market, Miles Sanders, who was an ex-teammate of yours, got $6 million a year. I mean, I, I just, I think in the end, you know, if you're Saquon five years into the league, you know, you're going to have to take as much as you possibly can and just call it a day, you know? Like, push this to the very end. Be a tough negotiator. Make sure your agent has, you know, his or her ducks in a row. But in the end, like, if you're Saquon Barkley and, you know, you look at his position, his injury history, his age, um, I think you, you'd be doing yourself a disservice if you didn't collect every dollar that you possibly could at this point, because you don't know what lies ahead. So I do think ultimately the motivation of both sides and you know, how close they've been together will prevail and they'll get a deal done. But, you know, again, like because of the circumstances of the way the franchise tag works, these things do often get ugly in the days leading up to the deadline. Hmm. The New York Jets were selected for hard knocks against their wishes, but, you know, you sign Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Is the right word. <laughs> yeah. Um, how how do they go about managing the cameras in their building uh, for a month, knowing that this is something they do not want? What's the uh, What's the saying, Jeff? Is that you'd rather have a volunteer than a hostage? Is that right? Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, well, the NFL the NFL's got a hostage right now. <laughs> um, so I, I I think we've all seen this before. You know, like where. Um, you know, a, a team or, you know, coaching staff or players aren't on board with the idea of it. Um, and so I, I, I would think things will be a little uncomfortable to be in, too. I mean, just from, like, a TV production standpoint, too, you guys realize, like, the Lions last year, they announced that at the end of March, right? So, like, NFL Films had done all of this work through April and May and June to get B-roll and do background work and and now, you know, films is going to be entering 
into that facility, and they're going to need to like do a couple months worth of work in a couple weeks. You know, so it's going to need to be intensive over the next couple of weeks for them to put out a good product at the beginning of August for that first episode. And um, you know, I, I like look like I love the films people. You know, I was obviously at NFL Network for six years there with LeVar for a little while and I think the films people do fantastic work and I, I think most coaches and players, once the actual people who are doing the work get on the ground wind up liking those people and so I think that that gets you part of the way there but I, I do think that the manner that this was handled and the fact that they had to force someone to do it is going to affect the product, you know? Mm. And, um, yeah, I'm going to be really interested to see how, you know, Robert Sala and Aaron Rodgers and Joe Douglas and all the powers that be in that organization handle it. Um, I think Woody Johnson will like the attention. You know, I think he'll like the spotlight being on the Jets. But, um, you know, I, I think the level of cooperation that they're going to get and how it affects the, pro- the product it's going to be a really interesting thing to watch because I think it could affect the way these things are handled in the future. I, I believe this is the first time they've actually had to force someone to do it, too, which is going to be an interesting precedent to follow. Talking with Albert Breer, senior NFL reporter, lead content strategist at MMQB. A.B., I know you, you chimed in on the, the Northwestern saga yeah. situation. I think it was handled poorly. And it, I think it, even even though I find that the head coach should be culpable of this situation, I still think that the school handled this in a way that gives Pat Fitzgerald a leg to stand on in the legal legal courts or in the, the legal system, so to speak. What 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 was your takeaway on how things unfolded at Northwestern? Well, my first my first takeaway was we should all get into crisis communications because that seems to be the easiest job in America. Because I don't know, like, like how that was handled, right? Like, is all these people do tell them to just release it at five o'clock on a Friday? I mean, you or I could do that, right? Right. Like, of course. I mean, like that. I mean, like that seems to be the only thing that, like, the only thing that was done to manage this at all. I mean, I, I you know, I, I just, I think from it being a two-week suspension to it happening, you know, the, it being enforced when it's being enforced in the middle of the summer, to thinking that, like, this wasn't going to lead to a second blow being thrown um, by, the, by, by, by the accuser, you know, like, this, this was going to be, you know, just kind of, you know, okay to be swept under the rug. I think the handling of it was god-awful. Um, and, I, and I, you know, I got, I got to tell you, like, I, you know, the NFL people I've dealt with over the years that, you know, know Fitz, and I, I don't know him personally, but and then the people who play for him, um, you know, they all speak very, very highly of him. So I'm not condoning anything that happened in that building I just think, you know, when you're talking about a guy, guy's career and all he's accomplished and the place in the university, um, for it to be handled like this is, is really, really, I, I mean, inexcusable. And, like, it feels to me like other people should lose their jobs here. Um, because to go from two weeks, again, without pay in the middle of the summer um, and news dump it to firing the winningest coach in the history of your program and a guy who was an All-American player for you in three days' time either says your investigation really sucked because you didn't know any of it or you're just reacting to public pressure. It's one or the other. That's it. You know what I mean? Like, And that tells me that 
Northwestern University, which is obviously one of the best universities in, in, in the United States of America, has a really, really weak administration, which is a pretty eye-opening thing, I think, for all of us. I thought it was pretty eye-opening, and I, I kind of totally agree with, with the sentiments that, that you gave, A.B. It's Albert Breer, senior NFL writer, rep, well, reporter. You are a writer, too, huh? You do write. Yeah, I'm a writer and a reporter, yep. yep. Yeah, that's pretty dope, man. Lead content strategist at the MMQB. Uh, we appreciate you joining us, my guy, and, and until next week, huh? Are you back in the saddle right, yet? Yeah, I'll be still there. Vacation? I'll be there. You get, you get the band, band back together next week, right? That's what I mean. That's what I hear. That's the that's the rumor out there on the streets is that everybody's going to be back uh, next week. But you know, we'll we'll wait and see. You know, Lisa, we football have to wait season. and see. Well, so well, football season really. I mean, for for a lot of us, you know, you guys know this. But- the summer's about to be over for, for a lot of us. Football yeah. <laughs> season's basically here. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.